This is Podcast for Columbus. Recording from Columbus, Ohio, home of the hardest working team. Coda Stewart, Cameron McKay, and Todd Fichtenberg are talking all things soccer. Columbus Crew, International, Premier League, and everything in between. Welcome to our conversation. Welcome to Podcast for Columbus, recording live on February 22nd, 2020 from the Crew Cavern here in northern Columbus. I'm Todd Fichtenberg at Toddick33, and with me is Dakota Stewart at Coda Stewart. And appearing with us today, again, a special guest, guest Cam McKay. How are you fellas doing today? I'm doing just fantastic. Just watched a excellent preseason showing from the Columbus crew, so can't complain uh, there. Are you talking about the Columbus crew, or are you talking about one individual in particular? Oh, I'm talking about the whole team. Oh, that's not Boy, what you said off air. Okay. <laughs> whole squad. All right, don't forget to use that hashtag, AskP4C. So as some housekeeping, um, this will be the last episode that's going uploaded to this channel. If you're listening to the old Apple iTunes with the green and blue logo, um, that site will go down as of April 8th, 2020. Um, so this is the last episode. So be sure to change over to the new um, site. If you go to anchor, A-N-C-H-O-R dot F-M slash podcast for Columbus, all spelled out, P-O-D-C-A-S-T-F-O-R. C-O-L-U-M-B-U-S, anchor.fm slash podcast for Columbus. You'll find everywhere this pod is uploaded, Spotify, Google, etc. Um, so be sure to subscribe to that and leave us a comment. Kick off. Alrighty, this is a segment where we review the most recent match, in this case three matches. Um, we had three preseason matches starting with last Saturday, February 15th, against the Phoenix Rising, um, the great USL team where the crew won one nothing, um, with Lucas sending a ball to Zardes, who headed it home. Um, what do you guys think about that game? That's about all I watched of that game, so I'll let you guys talk about it. I thought the first half was pretty disappointing, especially hearing about all like the closed-door matches. You know, you're pretty hyped up for that first time. Like, you know, we get to see the team with our own eyes, and, um, well, on a screen. But um, it was pretty disappointing because we really got – I mean – I would say they outplayed us overall for 90 minutes, but definitely the first half, like, we were just sloppy. Could not put, like, could not, just really couldn't put any sort of passing together, any sort of possession. A lot of just passes, you know, 10 yards from where they were supposed to go. Um, I mean, it was kind of a, it kind of was like a first preseason game. It was just weird because for the team, it wasn't their first preseason game. Um, but then in the second half, there were a little, a few more positives. The play by Lucas to get the cross off was amazing. The defending was a little suspect, but Zardes put it home. Um, so it was nice to get the win, but um, overall wasn't that great of a showing. Yeah, and especially Phoenix. I mean, no, nothing against them, but they're, they are a USL team. So you would expect Columbus to be not a lot better, but better in a lot of different ways. But um, it was kind of disappointing because we did come out with kind of our strongest lineup. We had room at goalkeeper, uh, four defenders. We had Valenzuela, Wormhor, Mensa, Awful, Arthur, Nagby in the midfield with Santos, Zellerayon, and Diaz, and then Zardes up top. So um, pretty much a full force team. Um, halftime ended 0-0. Like Kim mentioned, it wasn't really a lot going on in the first half. Um, and then – 
early in the second half, there was a penalty for Phoenix. So got to mention that Room did get his uh, PK stop. So that was good from him. A couple of substitutions in the second half. Um, Awful came off. Chris Cadden came in, played a good half hour. Diaz came off. Mokhtar came in. Uh, they both came in at the same time, Cadden uh, and Mokhtar. Then later after that, Zardes got his goal from a Lucas Cross. And then uh, shortly after that, we had two more subs. Awful came off for Burhalter in the 80th. And then Zardes came off and Fernando Adi came on in the 80th as well. So th- I, d- I don't really have too much to take away from that game. There wasn't really too much going on that gave us a, a good idea about what we're going to see as a team. Um, I did, it sounds weird, but I did like the mistakes that we made because hopefully we're making those mistakes now. That way we don't have to suffer with those down the road in regular season. Yeah, I thought the real like standouts of that game, you know, if there were any would have been Eloy was very good and just made quite a few pretty decent saves, including the penalty stop. Um, he was probably our man of the match if you wanted to get one of those out. Yeah. Um, and then Nagby was pretty good as well throughout the game. Um, pretty just consistent, solid performance. And then Lucas in the second half did kind of step it up and kind of showed us, you know, what we have in him. Yeah, first half for Lucas, I didn't really think that he did too well. I don't know if that was just nerves. I mean, coming on with a new team, even though he did play all the other preseason close match games that we didn't see, but I, I don't know. But you, you could definitely tell there was a big change from first half to second half, so that's good, promising to see. All right, and then Wednesday we played another match, this time a draw against the Red Bulls. Um, Cads sent the ball to Etienne in the 33rd second. And the cool part about that goal is that it touched nine different crew players before it went into the goal, and I love team goals. Um, I kind of gave up trying to watch because I had a bad stream. I don't know what was going on. Um, and then New York scored two, so it ended up being a 1-1 draw. Any takeaways from that game? Well, with this game, the lineup was pretty much completely different. It was basically like a reserve team. So we had Kempin at goal, Cad and Williams, Bubakeda and Jimenez in the back for defense. Sounds like the first team to me. <laughs> uh, midfield, or we had uh, Burhalter, Nagby, Etienne, Santos, Mokhtar, and then Adi was up top. So pretty much changes all around except for uh, Nagby, who stayed in his starting role, but or in Santos also. Um, but... This game, it was a lot better than the Phoenix game, which is kind of concerning at, at first since you're looking at it as kind of the reserve team. But I think that they all, excuse me, they all uh, played played pretty well with each other. So I was happy with their performance, especially being that they're the second second choice team. Yeah, I'd say some standouts for me in what was mostly a pretty pretty boring game after the 33rd second. Um, I thought Etienne was really good. Um, yeah. From what we've heard about him from the closed door games, and then what I saw in this game, I think you know he was a really solid pickup, um, even better than I like could have expected him to be so far. I mean, I kind of thought we were bringing him on as like a fourth winger, which he still very well may be that. But I mean, I think he's a guy. We'll get to it later. But I mean, I think he's a guy who like. From what I've seen so far, I mean, I would feel comfortable with him, you know, starting games here and there. Right. Um, I thought he was pretty good. I thought the best player for me was Cadden, and not just because he had that assist. I just really liked his up-and-down play throughout the match. Um, I mean, he he's very similar to Harrison Awful in the sense of, like, 
his kind of just overlapping on the attack constantly, like up and down that right side. More, I mean, he's definitely more attack minded than uh, defensively. Defensively, there were a couple touches where it's like, all right, you know, maybe need to tighten that up a little bit. But in the final third and you know through the midfield, he looked very good. And then um, before his red card um, in the second half, I thought Burhalter looked pretty good. Um, I was very impressed with his just kind of composure. That was a red card, by the way. Oh, for sure, yeah, it was hundred percent red. It has a high uh, um, studs up. Prior yeah. to that, though, I was pretty impressed with his composure on the ball and thought he, you know, if you if you were watching with no knowledge of the situation, I mean, you would you'd be able to tell he was young just from the way he looks, but you wouldn't know like this is like a rookie who is just coming out of college. Yeah, um, he seemed he seemed pretty relaxed when he was on the ball, definitely yeah, making he, his runs. You could tell that he was like really focused and locked into the game compared to some previous rookies we've had in that age you know he looked like he was up to the level granted it was you know our b team versus an nycfc like i mean that that team that or red bulls sorry that team that red bulls played i mean it's basically their usl team but still i mean i thought he looked decent and those three guys would have been kind of my standouts for that match but i know they're just kind of boring preseason game i guess you'd say yeah and i mean even the red bull goal it wasn't even a quality goal on their end it was just a mess up um the ball was played into the box and hector jimenez was trying to clear it out unfortunately it didn't end up that way uh he kind of just whiffed on it and it fell right into the feet of the uh the red bulls player i think it was uh brian white who scored that goal um so he didn't really have to do anything special to get it into the back end of the net. All he had to do was just make contact on it because it was served right on a platter for him. I will say, too, um, the second half of that game, our new goalkeeper, Tarbell, came on. Oh, true. And I forgot about him, but he did make some pretty spectacular saves. There Is it enough half. to challenge Room? Not at all. But no, I, mean, I mean, yeah, room is room is the luck starter, but Tarbell, he can definitely fight Kempen and Lamson for that second spot. Um, he came from San Jose, didn't play any league games last year at all. Um, but the year before that, it seemed like he was their starter. Um, I tried to look up a couple stats on him, but I didn't really find anything recent that really stands out. But he, I mean, from the sounds of it, he's kind. I mean, he's kind of just your standard, typical MLS goalie. Right. But like, um, and he is on the younger side. Like, I, there was something I saw from 2016 saying, you know, oh, he's the next Tim Howard, which obviously every American <laughs> says that about their young goalkeeping product. Yeah. But, I mean, now um, he's he's 26 years old now, um, so, yeah. played 41 games. They should be saying he's an ex-Zach Stefan. That's what they should be saying. <laughs> but anyway, I mean, I'm fine with the move because Columbus got him pretty cheap. Uh, they only paid 75 mil for him. So. Wow. 75 million. <laughs> 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 Sorry, That's very cheap. I have my notes in Spanish. 75,000. <laughs> oh, okay. Man. Is that pesos or what? I'd have been like the third most expensive goalkeeper <laughs> in world history. That's more than we bought Lucas for. <laughs> but yeah, anyway, he's a pretty cheap backup. So all in all, it's not really that big of a deal. Um, so that's fine, I guess. And the reason we brought him in is just because Lampson is hurt. Supposedly. Supposedly. Or we just yeah. brought him in because he's going to be a better backup than the two guys we have. Yeah, I mean. Yeah, Lampson is going to be a, a locker room guy. Um, I'm not sure he was really brought in to be a Play backup games. goalkeeper. Yeah, um, he's gonna be what do they call that? The locker room spirit or whatever. Um, so I have a question about your thoughts on the plays of Adi and Williams because based on since you actually watched the game, since based on the Twitter feed, one of the most 
things that annoys me the most about the crew Twitter feed is once you hate a player, you never like them. Again, once you love a player, there's nothing that can go wrong. Um, it seems like Williams had a very mediocre performance, but um, based on Twitter, he was the best defender on the field. Um, well, for Williams, I mean, he didn't have a terrible game, but he also didn't have a good game either. Uh, there were a couple chances where he gave the ball away pretty easily in a dangerous spot that could have led to Red Bull's goal, but fortunately for us, uh, we were able to clear it up. But uh, he got on the end of a couple corners, a couple crosses, uh, tried to get header goals, but none of them worked out. But aside from that, he was pretty uh, just average. I mean, he, he didn't have the best game that he's had, but it's still preseason, and I'm like, I, I, I don't think that he has a spot as a starter at all. I mean, it's pretty clear cut that it's going to be Jonathan and Wormhorn. And I think right now Williams is just fighting with Kata and Schuberg to get that third and fourth spot. Yeah. I don't think, I don't think there was anything that stuck out to him, stuck out for him as bad. I thought, you know, it was just kind of an, I mean, it was really what, you know, most of the team was, it was just kind of an average performance. Um, I mean, honestly, I thought the more impressive of the two center backs was Abubakar Kaita. Yeah. Who, for me personally, without having seen Schuberg, I would like if, you know, Vito or Jonathan had to miss a game or had to um, get subbed out or anything. Like I think Kaita is our third center back right now. I definitely would trust him a little bit more than Josh um, long-term as well too. him being, you know, the younger player, like we are, we, we know what Josh Williams is. Yeah. I mean, or, we've seen his, like, his I mean, ceiling. Like we, like he is what he is. He's, you know, a serviceable backup center back who can, you know, come in and start games and have a solid run of form, but also isn't, you know, going to light the world up as like one of the better center backs in the league. He's just, he's a serviceable MLS pro. Um, as far as Adi, I mean, I didn't, I wasn't very impressed with him. I mean, I thought it, I, I mean, I, I go, I liked what he was like trying to do. Like I like I like the different style he brings in Zardes, the hold up play, the more like physical kind of almost I mean, I don't even know if this is a soccer term, but almost just kinda like posting up like you know, yeah. just it's a very different style to you know, the runs you're seeing Zardes make. And I like that because I think, you know, you need more you need you know, you need different options and different styles. It just didn't really work. Yeah. Um, I mean I, I kind of like that aspect to it. The thing that bothered me from Adi's play was his lack of uh, defensive help. When After. we when yeah when we turned the ball over, there were a couple times where you know he just let the guy run right past him with the ball. And uh, I mean I think we've seen that from Zardes that he does track back on defense quite quite a bit, um, but I didn't see that from Adi at all that game. So that's definitely something that needs to be brought up i'm sure it was brought up afterwards but um i mean it's nothing concerning it's just hopefully a one-off thing that caleb can correct quickly and we can get some kind of production out of adi and at the end of the day he still is just like a backup striker like i mean i know he was a great starting striker for portland and went into cincinnati with these massive expectations to be just as good there as he was in portland but i mean for us cincinnati is a dumpster fire of a club so but I mean, and for us, like, he still is like just a backup striker. So, I mean, I don't even know how crucial it is that he ends up being that good. I think it's yeah. just, well, hopefully we'll get something out of him. And if not, oh, well. As long as he's better than 
and Adam John that we had yeah. in the past or whatever, then we're fine. That's yeah. not hard. Um, so then we had the third of the, well, it wasn't the third preseason game, but it was the third of the televised pre, uh, preseason games um, against the Houston Dynamo. Um, Dynamo were terrible. Um, crew won that one 4-1. Dynamo out there doing their best Cincinnati impression. <laughs> Do we think that the uh, lineup in this game was what we'll see um, next weekend? I hope not. But You hope not? I, I mean, I just... Well, let's go through the lineup. Yeah, uh, Zardes, uh, Mokhtar, Lucas, Santos, Arthur, Nagby, Milton, Wormhor, uh, Mensa, Offal, and Room. Um, so other than... Uh, is there anybody in there that you wouldn't, you hope that isn't one of the starting, I should say? I mean, yeah, I haven't seen anything in any of the preseason games or really last year at all when he played out of Eunice Mokhtar to suggest that he should be starting over uh, Luis Diaz or, I mean, even Derek Etienne Jr. I think, um, I mean, I think Diaz has kind of came into the preseason as a locked-in starter, and if he is being challenged at all for that spot it's by Derek Etienne Jr. not Eunice and that's not to say like you know I don't like Eunice I mean hopefully he becomes like hopefully he becomes a serviceable player and contributes but I just haven't seen anything to where I would want him starting out the game against NYCFC other than that I would say the starting lineup is pretty locked on I think I think eventually I think Cadden can split some time with Harrison but I think Harrison's the guy for now yeah, I think it'll be a while till Cads comes on, uh, like starts. Yeah, I think we'll see it, but it'll be a while. Um, and then I agree. I didn't. Mokhtar actually was probably the player that annoyed me the most this game because um, he had a lot of the bad traits that Miram has. <laughs> it, it was kind of hard to be annoyed because we were winning four yeah, zero. Yeah, but you yeah. know, if I had to, but this is the only one I actually watched. Um, but did uh, did Diaz play the other two games? What did you guys think about him in those games? Did he do anything uh, spectacular or terrible? I mean, honestly, I thought Diaz was pretty poor in both of the, in both of the games. Um, the one thing though is he still has that pace, and even when you know nothing's working when he gets the ball, it's still the threat of that pace that the other team always has to keep an eye on him. Always has to keep you know defenders on his side of the field, and I think that's one thing with Eunice when he's out there with Pedro and Lucas and Zardes who are all decently fast, but they don't have that, like, rapid pace that Etienne Jr. or um, Luis Diaz have. Um, so I think some, it's just nice to have that pace out there. I thought Diaz was really sloppy, really, just about every time he got the ball, both the first two games, and just some questionable decisions and touches. And I mean, he was just sloppy and kind of just felt kind of off, but I still think, based on what we saw last year... Um, I think I mean I would I I would start him versus NYC and if not it would be Etienne Jr. Yeah, I would agree pretty much on all points there. Um, so for Diaz, he played like the first hour of the Phoenix game, then just played twenty minutes as a sub in the second game, um, and it really wasn't all that great. Um, but still, from what we've seen last year and what we know that he is capable of, I'm sure this is just some kind of funk that he's in in preseason, which is fine. That. I'm sure it can get worked out by by come next week. So um, for next week, I, I would also agree that I don't want to see Mokhtar starting. Um, I would be fine seeing either Derek Etienne Jr. or Luis Diaz because uh, Etienne Jr., We've from what we've seen in preseason, he seems like he's really clicking with the team really fast. So that's really good to see. And then with Diaz, you know, we, we know that he's a quality player. So if he can get out of the kind of – struggles that he's working out 
here in preseason and get back to regular form, I'd be fine with him starting. And I would assume that he's going to be the starter. Uh, I would just say I want Cads to start as an attacking midfield player because he's the best player on the team. So get on the train, everybody, on yeah. the Cads train that Todd started. Choo-choo. <laughs> I'm pretty sure a train started back in August when he signed, and that was not by anybody at this table. I'm pretty sure that the train started the day that we um, announced that we were going to get him, and then we traded him, and then we loaned him out. That was in August. That's what it was in August. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. Then that person was at this table. So. Oh yeah, me. No me. <laughs> so uh, we're gonna go into Cam's favorite part. Starting eleven. Yeah, there's some discussion on whether we want to rate players but hey this is my podcast so we're gonna go ahead and <laughs> and rate the players <laughs> and you and you can decide whether you want to rate this particular game or overall, overall so we're really season. gonna we're really gonna confuse people but that's all right this this is content um so i'm gonna start actually you know what we forgot to do we forgot to talk about the four goals <laughs> Um, we, we actually did because I did the notes uh, before L. and pre-season I forgot season form yeah preseason form this, by the way this is not my podcast uh, it's somebody else's um, so the goals so uh, why don't we start with uh, Dakota what was the first goal <laughs> Jesus <laughs> this is pretty terrible uh, first goal it came in what like the 35th second it was yep. a, a cross into Zardes Zardes got his head on it and who was the cross from Artur yeah nice um, nice. <laughs> yeah, it was a it was a great, pretty classic Zardes goal. Um, we've seen it many, many times, and, um, and miss I'm, it. Yeah, yeah I and we've seen, seen many, it many, many misses. Also. <laughs> but yeah, it was it was a great goal. Um, super happy for Zardes to get kind of. I don't know if it was like a relief goal because he hasn't been like super bad this preseason, but it was still good for him to get the goal and kind of get that momentum to to finish out the game, the rest of the ninety minutes because it was in the first thirty seconds. <laughs> Then that second goal was second from goal. a perfect corner from Pedro Santos. I mean, perfect. It was saucy. It was beautiful. And Very was the questionable goal defending. Uh, goal scorer, Jonathan Mensa. He got yes. his dome on that ball. Now, <laughs> has he had a um, regular season goal? I don't remember. Yeah, yeah he's, oh, had, yeah, actually, he's, got, he's seen got a couple. He didn't yeah. have any last year. but the, That's right. Last year, Saron Williams were the defender scorer. Yeah. That's what I was thinking of, I guess, yeah. And so that was that one. And then um, some random Argentine scored a goal during the game. Some um, trialist. What a legend. Yeah. I'm so hyped for this guy. Yeah. He's better He's better than people already, man. <laughs> I wouldn't go that far, but I mean. I that, would. Say um, what Cam said we said during the game. I don't want to steal it. That's what you. the expectation is. Like, I want him to be everything that people was and more. So Well, he already is. All right, we'll see about that. I mean, I think. Oh wow, you don't want him to succeed. Oh no, I mean, like, why do you I hate want the crew, Nicola? <laughs> Jeez. I, no, I mean, I think. You know, he takes that touch off of his chest, couple dribbles, and, I mean, he just finishes it. Like, I mean, it's simple as that. He just clinical finish inside of the box, and I mean, I think if you put a lot of crew players, past and present, in that position, I. As easy as a finish as it looks, I don't think they're finishing it. I either think they're going to try to force the pass to the side or yeah. they're just going to shoot it right at the keeper. They're going to shoot it wide or shoot it over. It's I mean, just, to have the pressure like in that position, just one-on-one with the keeper to finish it was great. 
that kind of goal, if it would have happened in preseason, let's say like the past three years ago, it would be a contender for goal of the year for this team. <laughs> like <laughs> that, yeah, that's, that's how true. bad we've been recently. And that's also how good that goal was like just for him. As I a, think that's a little extreme. No, but I mean like, do, do just we think ima- that people would have scored that goal? It was No, but imagine if people no. had that same exact goal in regular season. He wouldn't have. It would have been a little strong. shot it over the net no, or past uh, Like it. it would be a contender. Like people no. would be, t- be talking about okay. it. Okay. Little Argentine hype there, <laughs> um, no, but it was it was I think it was a finish that you expect Lucas and the amount of money we paid for him and the amount of money we're paying him. It's a finish that I think we expect, and it was good to see that because you know we don't always get what we expect. Looked like Messi out there, man. <laughs> <laughs> and then we had another. Um, oops, sorry. <laughs> I don't what know why that was so horrible, but yeah, Zarda scored another goal. Um, who was the passer? Um, Harrison Offful. Beautiful, yep. beautiful cross. Beautiful and cross. It was a beautiful cross, and the finish was one that I actually said, oh, he's going to miss, but he made it. So, so hopefully he keeps up that form in the uh, regular season. That was like a Harrison Tazardes at Cincinnati type goal. It was. It yeah. was indeed. Yeah, so um, so ranking players either this game or throughout, we'll start with Zardes. Um, I can't hate on him um, because he scored two goals, so I'll give him a nine. Um, I'm going to rate him for – all of the preseason that I've seen, not just this game. Um, I think he's done well from what we've seen. Definitely this last game being his highlight. Um, I'm going to give him an eight. I think he's done really well this preseason leading into the regular season. I'm really excited to watch him. I'm excited to watch him uh, go back to scoring 500. (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) That was anti-crew. I apologize. Yeah, over the course of preseason, all games considered, I would give him an eight. Um solid pressing finishing when he needs to for the most part aside from you know one or two chances early in that phoenix game um and eight it was good if he plays like he has in preseason all year we'll be fine yep all righty and then uh Mokhtar, um i think at least in today's game he is the worst player on the field um i would give him uh five yeah maybe five and a half like he's just been average below average i'm not really seeing anything that's Super exciting about him. Yeah, I'd probably say like a four. I don't think, I mean, other than being on, you know, a winning team for, you know, some of the preseason, there's not like, there's nothing individually I've seen positive out for, positively from him aside from, you know, a pass here or there, but just like a basic pass. So, I mean, yeah, four. Yeah, I wish, um, I wish they did the plus minus like they do in hockey. It'd be kind of fun. Um, and then Lucas, obviously, um, his ranking's got to be the number in his shirt. It's a 10. <laughs> I mean, because <laughs> he's by far the best player the crew has ever seen. Just based on this 90 minutes alone. Well, actually, he didn't play 90 minutes, but based on this, yeah, he played whatever, about 75 minutes. 70 minutes. Um, wow, 10. That's pretty ambitious. Uh, first game, he wasn't too spectacular the first Why half. Why do you hate Lucas? All right. That's All right, yeah. getting hasty there. Second half picked it up was a lot better than first half. Second game he didn't play at all in that game, um, and then today he was great. So I'm going to give him an eight overall. I'm really excited about watching him. Obviously for many different reasons. So I'm I'm ready to get this Lucas train going. Be watching with one eye closed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, overall I think I'm going to give him an eight as well. Um, I think. 
I still think there's more. There's definitely more from him that we can expect. Um, which is good because yeah, what yeah. we've seen is really good. We've like, not what, seen his ceiling, which is awesome. Well, yeah, exactly. Like, I think, you know, he's had a lot of flashes, but he's also had periods where, you know, he's kind of gone missing or kind of an average or, you know, he's had some bad passes, bad touches, bad turnovers here and there. Um, but I think, like, he's still, like, you know, a couple weeks, couple games away from us really seeing, like, who he truly is. Like, I'm, he's going to have some games this year, you know, where – He's going to have a goal or two and an assist or two all in the same game. Yeah. And I think, you know, we didn't quite see that dominance in preseason. We just saw flashes of it, so eight. All right, so Pedro Santos. Um, I've heard um, other podcasts talk about how horrible he's going to be because he's not playing the 10 role. Um, I think that, that he's kind of put that criticism to bed um, based on these last three games. Um, so I'm going to give him an eight and a half. Um. It's kind of a tricky one because it, he is back on the wing, and I'll just start by saying that he's doing a hundred percent better on the wing than he did when he first came in to play on the wing. Uh, first game and this last game, he was on the wing, but the middle game where it was kind of the reserve team, he was back at the ten role. So, got to take that into consideration. Um, oh, good one! I didn't know that. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but um, great show prep. I think overall. Again, he is in preseason form. I I liked what I saw with him back on the wing. I think he pairs up really well with Lucas. And I, I liked what I saw with him overall with the team. So I'm going to give him a seven. Yeah, I'm going to give him a six and a half, I think. I would say I'm somewhere in between of like the, you know, he sucks now that he's not a 10. I'm somewhere in between that and, you know, him being who he was last year. I think he'll be somewhere in between what he was in the Burhalter era and what he was last year. Um, which is still fine because he was absolutely amazing last year and kind of had to carry the team on his back for the most part. He was really our only kind of top tier player. Um, and I think he'll be, in, you know, in a supporting role anyways this year with Lucas and the other additions and, you know, Zarda is hopefully back to, you know, his best. Um, so yeah, I'd give him a 6.5. I think I definitely would hope to see a little bit more from him. I thought, you know, he just had a lot of, you know, sloppy stretch stretches and, you know, the first game. And I thought he was at, he was pretty decent. Um, He's pretty decent in this game today. There were two or three shots that were all pretty good. Um, but, yeah, six and a half. He'll be better. Yep. All right. Sounds good. Um, I'm going to go ahead and just defer on the Artur Nagby situation um, to Cam because uh, I'll be honest with you, it's one part of the game I don't actually fully understand yet is the – um, the way the midfield is supposed to operate under different strategies. So I'm just going to defer and let you talk about both of those guys. So I think uh, I don't want to ramble on too much here. I think for Nagby, for me personally, I think Nagby overall across the three games, you know, taking every performance into consideration. I don't think he was ever the best player in any of the three games, but I think overall he was probably the best player. I w- will give him a nine for um, his preseason performance. Um, it's kind of interesting to see how he's being used because, you know, this was a guy who was in eight in Atlanta. He played on the wing and at the 10 in Portland, but during his best stretches in Portland, including their MLS cup run in 2015, unfortunately, um, he was at the number eight Ooh. and for the, he, there have been some moments where he swapped with Burhalter and swapped with Artur for like plays here and there, um, stretches of the game. But he's mostly been playing the six, and he's very similar to Will Trapp. He's just kind of like a more athletic, 
I mean, he's really just a better Will Trap. Like he's more yeah. athletic, a little bit better of a passer, better of a ball carrier. Um, just more. I mean, just more athleticism and even more like technical ability. Um, which I mean, I know that's kind of what Will's known for, but I think Nagby is kind of like he's a top tier midfielder in the league. So if he's playing the six all year, I mean, that'll be fine. I think like he's still like will be one of the best players in the league at that position. I just. I it's still kind of, it's wasted talent. I still would just I still think him at the eight with the front with the four guys in front of him, you know, whether it's Diaz or Etienne Jr. with the other three, Pedro, Lucas, and Zardes, I think him at the eight really connecting that defense to attack. And there were there are moments from the six, you know, where he'll step upfield and or Arturo will drop back and he'll get to kind of do that. But I think if all game we just had him kind of in that eight role, grabbing the ball taking guys on spraying the ball out wide I think like I long term I would really like to see him kind of in a true eight role with kind of a destroyer number six who can also distribute the ball well kind of like a char in Portland which I know it's easier said than done he's one of the best players in the league but um I think we, we will be fine with the Nagby Arthur combo and I mean even the Houston goal today was just a product of Arthur being completely lost at the six and that was my kind of concern when he traded Will. Like, I liked the trade because I thought that it meant that Artur had made, you know, tons of improvements kind of in that six where I thought, you know, he was going to become that char guy when clearly I think Caleb doesn't really trust anyone on the team in that role besides Nagby. I think Nagby's the one guy he knows he can trust with the ball in the pressure situations, which that's what you need from the sixth position is somebody who can handle pressure. Um so I mean, yeah, it'll be it's going to be an interesting watch, um, at least until the summer. And until, then, if anything else is needed, we'll pick somebody up. But um, and then I mean, Archer too. Like first game, I thought he was horrible, um, but then he looked really good today. So I mean, I if he looked really good, at least not in my view. Like if you were to watch the first game compared to this game, yeah, there is a gotcha. huge step up. I see the one thing I do. Because I've never actually watched Nagby to cheer for him. This is the first time that's happened. Um, just watching the few times where he would just dribble through the midfield as if the ball was like attached to a string to his foot, that was kind of fun to watch. Because I've never like I've never paid yeah. attention to that before. That was really cool. Like the ability he has there. I don't think I've seen uh, a comparable crew player that I can think of in the last five years that that could do that dribble. And I, and I think that's where it's like we've seen each game probably three or four times in every game that he's played. We've seen where he's gone on runs like that. And I think if he was at the number eight with a more, with a like more defensive minded, like it basically, you know, a Chara type player. If we had that guy as a number six, I think that would open up even more because then I think Nagby would get to do that, you know, throughout the game. And that I think would really add to our attack. Granted, we score four goal, four goals today yeah. and we're scoring throughout yeah. closer matches. So like, you know, maybe that's just maybe whenever we get to the point where that happens and we get to move him to the eight, maybe that's just going to be icing on the cake. But for now, Hopefully. for now, I mean, for he has done a very good job at the six, though. It's just that I would love to see you know him running at players constantly and ha- have that safety net behind him. Um, whereas now it's like Arthur is kind of at the eight, and um, I would probably give Arthur a seven for preseason. I mean, I, I feel good about the midfield going in. I think that still is one of the strengths of the team. It's just not – I have not seen it how I was expecting, and I've not seen it how I ideally would like to see it long term. Yeah. Um, Sorry for going on a rant. 
No, well, I have a question. So, if you were the coach today, who would you start in the midfield? I, uh, from everything I've seen, I would start Nagby at the six and Arthur at the eight because I just don't think there's a guy in the roster. I mean, I just what about Cads? I just don't think we've seen an. I think even Cadden, <laughs> I think, is more of an eight when he plays in midfield. Um, Artur is more of an eight. Nagby's an eight. Burhalter should have kept Luis. Burhalter might be a six long term. I don't think you can start him at the six opening day against one of the oh, best no, not, pressing no. teams in MLS. And then Aiden Morse is also more of like an eight, a ten. So it's just I don't think we I'm have a player interested. on the roster right now, which I thought we may have an Artur. I thought, oh, they won't trade well unless they're confident in Artur in that position. That's where I was kind of you know wrong and kind of confused but yeah i'm more interested i think that burhalter and aiden i i think we'll see them more in like open cup game type situations i don't know if we'll see them starting or playing i yeah I, I probably not i don't think so but i mean um, if, if they do they showed signs of promise in preseason more yeah. so burhalter than aiden just because we didn't really see too much from aiden but yeah, I would start. I would start Nagby and Artur and feel pretty good about it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think they're a good pair. And again, they're a new pair. This is the first time that they're actually working together. Um, so obviously, as time goes on, they're gonna build that connection. And who knows? Maybe Artur will develop into more of a better six, um, l- l- like we would hope so, so that Darlington Nagby can get back up to the eight role. Um, but it, if that's gonna happen, it's gonna take a lot of work. So. Um, hopefully our coaching staff can do that um, long term. Um, but for these couple preseason games, um, I pretty much agree with everything that Cam said. Um, so uh, my rankings for Nagby would probably be an eight. And then for Arthur, I would just give him a seven. I think that he did have that slip up today that gave away the Houston goal. First game wasn't too great, but um, again, we're just building chemistry. And I think that long term, we're, we're building something really good here. Yeah, so if anybody's keeping the spreadsheet, I'll give Arthur a seven and Nagby a seven and a half. Milton Valenzuela, man, he almost got a goal there. Man. So close. Oh, I mean, there would have been an eruption of Argentine joy in my uh, house if that had happened. <laughs> but I thought you were going to say juice, and no. I was really concerned. <laughs> well. I don't want to put E on this episode. <laughs> so, um, But, yeah, I, I just think he saw it. I've been told that I overrate Milton, but I just I do think in 18, I think he was our MVP. I just love watching him and his energy, um, and he is more defensive player minded. But I didn't see anything defensive minded player that is. I didn't see anything that stuck out as great. I didn't see anything that stuck out as bad. So I'll just give him an eight because I love the guy. Um, yeah, I mean it's great having him back. I've loved everything that I've saw from him. He hasn't really had any slip ups, which is which is great because he missed an entire year. So to come back from an entire year off and kind of roll right back in with the team and become that starting player right off the bat, that's fantastic. Um, He's been really fun to watch running up and down uh, the far side of the field. So I'm going to give him an eight. I think that he's been one of the top players so far in preseason. Yeah, I'm probably going to give him a seven. I think, I mean, I think defensively, you know, 10 out of 10. I mean, technically, I mean, he's our best defender on the roster, like one-on-one um, winger or attacker running at him. He's the guy you want there. Um, and then, I mean, just attacking-wise, he's been pretty average. I haven't really seen much, like, going forward. But, um, I mean, the defense has been great. So Yeah, yeah I'm okay. He is, with- he, I mean, he is pretty much what he was in 
18. I'm okay with him not contributing much to the offense. That that doesn't bother me. And, I mean, I was kind of worried for him to come back because, uh, like we said, he did miss an entire season. So it's like a 50-50 chance. Are you going to come back and be a good player or are you going to come back and maybe take a while to get back or get accustomed to playing at that level again? So it seems like he's jumping right back into it, which is awesome. Luckily, he's so young, and um, it's a completely different team too. Um, So maybe that's – It'll be new for him as well. Um, Worm horror. Like, watching him, he just strikes me as the player who would be, like, this enforcer that would just do red red card tackles all day long. I didn't see that much out of him, but I thought he was solid. I didn't see anything that really stuck out either way, positive or negative, but, I mean, they only conceded one goal. That's basically Artur's fault, so I'll give him an eight. Yeah, I really like Beto. I think that there's still a lot that I would like to see Ooh, from first him. First name basis. Yeah. It's getting serious over here. Um, but, yeah, I think he's a great defender, awesome pickup this offseason, and I'm really excited to watch him the rest of the season. Um, none of the goals that were scored that we saw were on him. Um, it was just flukes from uh, – it was Jimenez and Archer today. So defensively, I think he's been great. Um, offensively, on corners and set pieces, he hasn't really shown anything, which is kind of – weird since he is one of the bigger guys he hasn't really made his presence known in that sense um so i would like to see a little bit more of that which again this is only three preseason games so still a lot of room to work on but um i i've liked what i've seen so i'll give him a seven and a half yeah i was gonna say seven and a half and seven and a half as well i think i mean the only reason he's not higher is because is not because he's been bad it's just because he hasn't been put in any challenging positions really i think I mean, for the most part, like, for him in particular, the games have just been kind of easy so far. Like, they're just having, like, we'll see, you know, week one against NYC. We'll know, like, we'll be able to see more then because they they should challenge us a lot more. Yeah. Um, they should challenge our defenders a lot more than um, we have in any of the preseason games. So, seven and a half purely just because, I mean, he's, sol- he's been solid. He's done the job. There just hasn't. I I don't think there's anything I've seen where I he even potentially could have really you know messed up. All right, Jonathan Mensa. Um, he scored a goal today. I don't know how well he's played throughout, but um, I just think he's really solid, especially when he had the. I mean, arguably because I I don't think he was as terrible as they said he was um in the first season. Um, I I'm happy he's with the team, so I'm gonna I'm gonna go high. I'm in a good mood, so I'll give him a nine. Um, I'll give him an eight for all the preseason games that I saw. He had a great goal today. Um, really solid defensively, just classic Jonathan, what we've seen from him in the past. So he hasn't changed anything. He's still bossing the the back line, which is a fantastic captain to two games. So I'm, I'm happy with his preseason performance. Yeah. I'm going to give him an eight as well. I think everything I said about Vito, I think applies to Jonathan and I'll give him the extra 0.5 for being in the right place, right time with that goal. All right, Harrison Awful. Um, he's a player that I can't deny he's he's really really good, but he just annoys me so much because <laughs> he spends so much time on offense, um, and a lot of it's ineffective. Um, so um, if I have to average his offense, I know he did got that assist, but if I have to average his offensive and defensive, I'll give him a seven and a half. So if you're keeping score this season, Todd hates Harrison Awful <laughs> and loves Chris Cadden, <laughs> and he still hates Justin Miram. <laughs> uh, there's no question about that one. Oh. <laughs> For Harrison, I mean... No, I was disappointed that, because you guys were mentioning that, K- 
Cadden basically is Harrison Hoff. I was disappointed he didn't play that scene because <laughs> I want to see that. Like, because that, yeah. I mean, I think, I mean, honestly, I don't know. It's hard to explain. I, I prefer, I don't know, I prefer that the role not overlap. If we have, because I like speedy wing play. So if you have like the defenders like just overlapping where I feel like the attackers are supposed to be, I don't know, it's just, it's not pretty to me. I know I'm weird, but that's well, how I, I feel about it. And it I think we've seen more. We saw more attacking from Harrison in this game yeah. than we did in the Phoenix game because I think in in the Phoenix game he is doing less of the overlapping and a lot more kind of slotting in midfield when we yeah. have Diaz out there and Etienne out there. I think he's more of you know slide into midfield, help control possession. Whereas when we have a Pedro or a Unison, that's where you know he really can thrive and overlap. And I mean, so I think his you know the cross today was beautiful i think the lucas goal is great but probably the overall my favorite goal is probably harrison's cross to zardes because it was just like beautiful cross beautiful yeah. finish um the problem is if zardes hadn't finished that awful wouldn't have been able to make a recovering run to defend so <laughs> Jeez. i mean i would say i mean he's been so i mean seven and a half eight something like that i mean he's been good it hasn't been too bad i mean We've seen him for so long that we know what he is. I mean, it, right. he's okay. Random question: Who's our longest tenured player? Williams. No, right now it's Jimenez because Williams left. Oh yeah, Jimenez but, is Harrison well, second. I, so when you say that when Williams left, are you restarting the clock or are you Re- adding the restarting? Time? No. Oh, if you restart, it then restarts. Yeah, oh, well, okay. yeah, because uh, Williams came. What it was 2013, I want to say. It, or 13, is that too 14. early? He was not here in 15. Because, yeah, because he left came. and then he came back in, what, 17? Yeah, so I believe so. there's, I don't know, you do the math. But in, anyway. It's two years. Yeah, but, Jimenez but, has been with the crew since 2014, so. Gotcha. I was just, basically, I said that to say, you know, Harrison has been here. Well, yeah, Har- Harrison's been Harrison's here a long time. right yeah. there as one of our longer tenured players. Um, so is so We kind of know what way, he is. Is Jimenez, did he play at all in preseason or is he still injured? No, he did play. He played, oh, he yeah. played. and he gave up the goal against the yeah. uh, Red Bulls. He's um, kind of he was pretty shaky. <laughs> yeah, honestly, probably recovering um, from the injury. So, and then of course Eloy Room. I forgot, not that I forgot, but he's the last one. Last but not least, he really didn't have much to do. I think he had that one really good save, and then one really lucky off, you know, post shot. Um, still give him a nine. Um, you can't get a ten unless you get a shutout, which I'm sure he's getting lots of tens this season. <laughs> Um, yeah, I think that's pretty uh, pretty good. I'll give him a nine as well. He had that PK save, had a couple really good saves that looked, made him look like he was in midseason form. Um, so th- nothing to complain about from Eloy. Yeah, I'll give him a nine too. I think I gave Nagby a nine and said he was the best, so I'll say Eloy is a nine, but probably like probably second best overall across. I mean, he only played the two games, but was great in the first game and then didn't really put a foot wrong today. Some kind of a shaky pass and obviously yeah. the that is true he did have a lot of those uh, he had a couple of them but, but to be fair but when really he started it us. we were up around we were up three already so um he kind of maybe was just playing around but um but yeah there was a couple shaky yeah. i forgot about those but i mean he connected them, so. there was not a steve clark yeah. one with those so. which yeah. way to kill the mood <laughs> hydration break um, I don't actually have anything to talk about here other than um, has anybody heard are we actually going to have a shirt sponsor or not personally I don't could care less either way you both are sporting the jersey I think it looks really the black jersey looks really really good without a logo I personally don't care I just think it'd be fun to pick like just guess who we think will be the shirt sponsor just for fun to, so we have clout if it happens um, um, 
at the supporter summit, that question was brought up, and Pete pretty much said that it's not looking, or Pete and Steve Lyons, because they both made comments on it. Um, it's not looking like anything's going to get done right okay. now for the beginning of the season. I don't even know if anything's going to get done mid-season. But um, it seems like they're putting all of their efforts and kind of trying to get that big, big deal to happen for next year. Um, so okay. that being said, Pete made the comment that, you know, he wants it to be a, a brand or some kind of company that we can be proud of here in Columbus. So that makes me think local. Um among a couple other things that lead me to believe that I think it's going to be nationwide eventually. Okay. I was, I've been thinking Ohio health, but I think my, my prediction I think is it'll be nationwide on the front white castle on the sleeve, yeah. probably nationwide for the stadium naming rights as well. Yeah, that's, So I've seen that and on Twitter. Then, that's a really con the castle. And then I think Ohio health will get train. will keep their training, training gear sponsor. And and, probably, and then probably grounds. get the training ground. Montfrey will become like yeah. the Ohio Health Sporting yeah, Complex. Yeah, because we can't. Maybe that's one of the things. Is Nate, is Montfrey done? Is this the last year of Montfrey? I don't I, know what the deal is because you can't have I, I two different insurance sure. yeah, companies. Exactly. That would not, that would not work out. Well, well, and that seems to be kind of maybe why. Like, yeah, because maybe we do. Again, this has just been suggested right, by other right, people. Right. I don't have any information right. on this, but it seems like people are suggesting maybe there is already kind of a deal in place with Nationwide for next year, and then so nobody else wants to touch us for a year. And I mean, it makes then, sense. We're right there in Nationwide territory. And I like, still feel like... I think my big thing with it is, I again, I got the New Jersey without the sponsor. I think the yellow looks pretty empty without a sponsor. The black one, I think, looks fine without yeah. a sponsor. Yeah, it's busy. It's pretty busy. But from a think. from just a business standpoint, it's like, I at some point, I, I understand if they want to wait a little while, see if they can get anything, you know, before. I mean, they're probably not going to get anything before the start of the season. But if they can't get anything in the first couple of months, I'd like to see them almost just highest bidder whatever you want to bid highest bidder will use you for the rest of the season whether like whether you know regardless of what it is just yeah. somebody will be willing to pay us something to be in jersey for the rest of the year just yeah even if it's an insin- insignificant amount of money it still will yeah. be able to go towards something you still should get something i think yeah yeah and i mean that that makes sense but then again just from pete's comments like he just wants he doesn't want to rush into a deal he doesn't want to like but just I, slap something on there that doesn't really mean anything just for a year because honestly but i still think I, why I are you leaving money on the table for yeah, a year that's I know, but like, just like <laughs> we just have like super rich owners now i don't i don't <laughs> think that makes any kind of difference one but it, one year if if we lose out on what like a million two million dollar deal they could for still, a single they year could still go towards us getting more than just a pen yeah yeah some i mean cool packaging for I, i'm not going to turn down money at any point year. but i'm just saying that that seems like the idea like I, I, I do about. get it like you know you don't just want to deal with anyone but still like right if we sign you know a six month jersey sponsor deal with some again i couldn't even begin to guess who that would be with but like and if not that like why don't we put like the Carissi foundation on the jersey or something and yeah. then just maybe know. have like a, they could do something where a per small percentage or something yeah. of money and kit sales goes to that like i i just feel like there's some way to monetize it for good either for the club's gain or for a charitable gain that i feel like they should do something with it if there is that sponsor deal in place for next year the big one i still don't think you should leave them empty for the whole year when it can be valuable in some way yeah right 
um, one thing I do think too, if they do do the White Castle uh, naming rights, um, when the supporters say they're going to storm the castle, I just don't think that makes sense <sighs> because storming the castle is, you know, you're going to take it down. So, um, so work on that. I think. Per, I mean, personally, <laughs> personally, I want whoever gives us the best deal financially. But I would kind of prefer, you know, a more classier brand than White Castle on the <laughs> See, front I, of my jersey. That's what I was going to say, too. But I think, you know, fast food White Castle as, like, a sleeve sponsor would be kind of like, cool. People have said Wendy's, and I think that— And again, I as always, a sleeve sponsor. But I always think of when, like, you see during the Olympics all the athletes, like, ooh, McDonald's and, like, Coca-Cola. I guarantee you 90% of those people would never be caught dead in a McDonald's or drinking a Coca-Cola because they're in such per- perfect fit. I don't know, So it know, just seems man. weird to me. I think mean, you underestimate, you know, athletes. And <laughs> yeah, I mean, <laughs> you mean I overestimate athletes? <laughs> well, because I, mean, I never was an athlete. So, all right. Well, let's see. We didn't really have any questions. Sad listener questions but, at halftime. Um, but we did have. Mr. I do have um, one thing to comment on, kind of going back to crew in the news. JJ uh, Williams is no longer with the team. Oh That's, yeah, they put out a very ruthless um, caption on their Instagram story. <laughs> yeah. Agreed. Why are we talking about fifth string strikers? <laughs> no, I mean like it's just crew in the news. I mean now Miguel Barry still hasn't officially been signed, has he? He hasn't officially been signed, but, but he's, he's been gone. in the team picture that they yeah. put out today. Uh, I would imagine he'll get loaned to USL. Bez for the made year. comments on Miguel Barry at the supporter summit, so I'm I think it's just a matter of time before he puts pen to paper. Yeah, him and Drake, third and fourth striker. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well the only comment that we got tonight was from Rich Uncle Skelton who in response to the podcast tweet, Santos with the perfect corner, hashtag never doubted, the response was, uh, and I can't tell if that's a happy, uh, or if that's a, how dare you. So. I want to just go ahead and say that uh, Rich Uncle Skeleton hates the crew and his comments are not valid. Yes, and also I think he's a Cincinnati lover from he, what I've heard. He's been photographed in Cincinnati gear and also a Red Bull hat, so... He's just a team in the hopper. Cincinnati gear. I haven't seen that picture. Oh yeah, it's out there. I thought we were friends. It's, um, I'm it's gonna out have there. to. I'm gonna have to cancel that friendship. I think he's so. like one of the many crew fans that just jumps on bandwagons, and now he's just sad that he jumped on the wrong bandwagon. <laughs> and Pedro's actually good. Man, that's yeah, sad. Pedro is the best. How do you even come back from that, Evan? He doesn't. Final whistle. Man, we're flying through these segments now after spending 45 minutes on the first two. Uh, <laughs> Um, I was just, if you don't want to, it's dumb, but I thought it'd be fun to just um, go through and quickly don't necessarily have to um, give an explanation why, but who do you think will win these awards um, for the crew? Starting with MVP. Lucas. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, for the crew, I think it would be Lucas. Oh, I said Lucas too. Shoot. I mean... We should get the whiteboards like they have on aces so that we can't like... Because you two always have the same rankings, like they're identical. That's so. just because we have elite minds. Elite <laughs> minds to think of. I think it'll be Lucas, just because I think, like, I mean, he, I think he's, I mean, he'll probably be third or fourth in goals and will probably lead us in assists. And, yeah. I mean, I, I think he's going to be the best player we've ever seen put on a crew shirt. And I think that I mean, he already is. If he comes in and does everything Especially that people. we're expecting him to do and everything that, you know, was talked about. He should be the MVP. Like he should just be the writing. And if he's not, that would be disappointing. Yeah, and that's true I, too. Yeah. If not, it'll be like Nagby, Milton, Pedro. And who will have the most goals? Zardes. I'm saying Pedro. I want to be different. Dang. Yes. <laughs> All right. Uh, most assists. Lucas. Pedro. Lucas. Ooh. Why do you hate Lucas, Dakota? 
I don't. He's going to get a lot of secondary hockey assists. <laughs> oh, that's right. I forgot. Almost does that. I think Pedro is a good Pedro. I think Pedro is a good take because I think he he'll have a lot of chances at final balls via passes from Lucas. Yeah, I forgot that second assist is a good too. I hadn't thought about. There'll be a lot of Pedro to Lucas. I think to, Lucas. To start his goals. I think Lucas and Pedro will both be around you know seven to ten assists. Yeah, yeah. I well, mean I that's higher what, than that. That's what you would want anyway. Yeah. Yeah. Um, newcomer of the year. Lucas. Lucas. <laughs> uh, defender of the year. This is where we're going to differ. Milton Valenzuela. <laughs> I honestly think that that's the correct yeah, answer. <laughs> Milton Valenzuela. Oh, nice. I think Jonathan's fantastic. I just think, like, I think Jonathan's ceiling is, like, I think he's one of the best center backs in MLS. I think Milton is going to play. Milton could sold to IX. Yeah, I think Milton is going <laughs> to event, like, Milton has hey, he a chance. My buddy, uh, Dushan Tadic. I think Milton has a chance to be one of the ten best left backs in the world at some point in his oh, career. Yeah. Oh yeah! I can't wait to get his Argentina jersey when they win the World Cup and wins the next uh, World Cup. Twenty thirty-two or something. Like no, that. he's he's going to win the World Cup that they in play Qatar? In, the, in the U.S. Oh, okay, like. that's twenty twenty-six, I think, with uh, Benjamin Aguero up top. Yeah. Yep. You're, you heard it here, folks. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Um. And then comeback player of the year, I think the obvious answer is Milton. There's really nobody else that would become. Yeah, nobody else is coming back. And Milton's story, like, that just takes the cake. Uh, I don't know. Maybe Zardes. He was pretty bad in this year. <laughs> <laughs> what about humanitarian of the year? Gotta That's be Matt Lamson. Oh. Ooh. Oh. Dang. <laughs> Wait, what did Cam say? I feel like I need to, have, like, think of a third different person now just to man, keep You it said fun. Lamson? Yeah. Oh, I've, and you said Jonathan. Yeah, it's got to be Jonathan. Yeah, I mean, I think it's. I mean, I, Lamson does a lot of really awesome things, but I think Jonathan's foundation and what gotta, he does, like, it's just amazing. I think it's got to be Lucas. I think being, you know, a humanitarian is all about helping the community. Yeah. I think bringing a winning soccer team to Columbus is hey. the best thing for that. So, I, mean, I mean, I'm down for well, that. Maybe Kai Camaro will come back to the crew, you know, because he always talks about all the good things he does. Um, hey, he does. He does do a lot of good things, but he uses it as an excuse for to do bad things, which is very strange. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then the golden glove is going to Kempen. Turbo. Oh, just kidding. <laughs> Eloy Rube. Yeah, that's an easy one. Barring injury. Don't how about how about this? Um, what's a random category I can think of? How about uh, highest passing passing percentage? Nagby. I will trap. It's got to be Nagby. Oh, um, uh, <laughs> wow. I don't know. I couldn't think of stuck anything. Stuck in the past. Yeah. Oh, probably. Probably Nagby sounds like a good. Most one. dribbles completed. Probably Lucas. Lucas. Most yellow cards. Oh, that's a good one. Um, Vito. Oh, actually, I actually, think he's got a clean maybe. record. Watching Vito play, like, I, 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 I know I just watched the one game, but I didn't see actually, him. Actually, you know, honestly. I didn't see him be dirty or. It's probably hard Arthur at all. or Pedro. Yeah. Pedro's going to get a lot of. Pedro's going to get a lot of. Arthur gets booked a lot. Yellows, and then Arthur kind of runs around like a headless chicken sometimes. I was going to say Arthur because of that and also because he's going to be back in the defense and like he's going to get caught off guard yeah. a lot of times especially early so i'm looking I mean, for even it. in the first game against phoenix he got yeah. like he had like three or four stupid fouls in the first half and then even maybe people... burr halter to get a couple more rounds <laughs> yeah and the pe- <laughs> yeah people um if he's on the team he'd get all the yellows for descent so I think pedro, i think i've seen pedro, him get one yellow card for the whole time i watched him play I for a foul pedro arthur and the t- uh Two center, Third. two center backs are probably like 
your top four. Yeah. Like Vito and Jonathan it, will isn't get Harry, them. Doesn't he rack up Harry, a lot of yellows? Harry racks, racks like, up quietly. a lot of red cards. <laughs> he gets at a least lot? one a year. Yeah, that's not a lot, though, I guess. Uh, I mean, that's still, maybe, like, consecutive. Let's say, if this is a clean team, let's say Eloy Room for time-wasting. Boom. How about most red cards? I feel like that's Harrison. That's, no, that's Sebastian Baller. <laughs> He's already leading the team. Yeah, but I don't know Harrison. I don't feel like he gets red cards that often. No, he always like elbows somebody in the face. And it's at least just, it it's or, like once a year. Like once do we send Lala Sabubakar? Once a year, Harrison gets sent off on like a road game where we lose like one zero. Hmm. Like in the ninetieth minute yeah. when it doesn't matter. <laughs> yeah. oh, interesting. Well, um, do you want to amend your scores from the NYCFC game? I have Coda with a three two win, Todd with a three nothing win, and Cam with a one one draw. Anybody want to um, up, upgrade? Yeah, that? I'm gonna change it to a two two draw. I think NYCFC and crew are both in fantastic scoring form. And I'm going to change mine to a 3-2 th- um, win. Um, I'm going to keep my 3-2 win locked in. Um, I did watch NYCFC and their Champions League match, and they scored five goals but also conceded three. Weren't two of those penalties, though? They were. Um, Still drew them. Yeah. But, yeah. I mean, their attack looks pretty great. But I don't th- I don't see our defense. Man, I just don't see them conceding a lot of penalties. Just this is based on one game though. Yeah. Cuz like I was it was so sketch last year like, oh man, I just was waiting every game for a penalty. I'm um, actually going to change it to 3-1 cuz I don't think it's fair to copy your 3-2. So and I like to have it different, so I'm going to change it to 3-1-1. Yeah, I mean, but I don't um, think we're keeping a clean sheet based on the way New York City's played. I don't think so either. Like they have Eber who scored three goals in that Champions League match. And then um is like Probably one of, I mean, he might, uh, Pavon's in LA, he might be like the second or third best winger in the league. Yeah. They still have Morales, who's kind of, I mean, he's kind of there. Higuain, like not spectacular, but pretty solid. Um, I think they just are, we'll get to it later, but they're I think on, they're one of the best attacks and one of the best teams. Yeah. I mean, on paper, they're pretty similar to the crew. Like they don't really have any big names at all, right. which is weird considering, you know, via Lampard, um, Pirlo, but I, I think mean, now be- they kind of are, you know, yeah. spending the right way, buying guys we haven't heard of who are pretty freaking good. It'll be a fun match, that's for sure. Um, I mean, New York City. No, it'll be a good match, especially it for opener. Will. At 1230 yeah. with the sun out, it's going to be great. New York City is, I think, one of the more entertaining matchups for the crew over the past couple of years, just because we've always been kind of neck and neck, um, really similar style teams, so... It's always one of my favorite ones to watch every year, so I'm pretty They're excited They're a team for it. that plays like – they play a very fun and respectable style, I think. Yeah. Some teams in MLS just play trash soccer, just like flat Cincinnati. out. Like Cincinnati. But, like, I think NYCFC is well, a pretty, really Pirlo, res- I think pretty respectable pretty well. opponent. Yeah. yeah. The last few years, they were pretty shaky their first year. Yeah, they were shaky, just and I think it's more so Also at home. And they have the advantage because yeah, that 70-yard – that home field advantage. Yeah. Which home? Are you talking about Red Bull Arena, City <laughs> Field, Yankee Stadium, Connecticut? <laughs> Save it for the next segment. Extra time. Uh, do you want to uh, go through MLS or not really? Um, yeah, I kind of do. Vamos, MLS. Uh, all right, well, let's do this. So, uh, I mean, my predictions are going to be trash because I don't really know. All right, so let's, let's do, do the East. Everybody had their top seven East, and they're all kind of different. So, um, so pull I'll let up. you pull them you up, and I'll go first. Go first. Um, I have Atlanta. I think Atlanta's going to sneak in there again um, at the top. But it's going to be close with NICFC. Then the crew, which this is nothing to shake a stick at. They're going to be third, but um, I really, really wanted to make crew first. Why do you um, hate the crew? I just don't think it's going to happen. Um, and then Toronto, which I can't stand, but they're there. DC, I think they have a good year. Red Bulls, I don't 
they don't strike me as being a good team this year. Like in terms of, like, I don't see any. You know, because Henri and kind of like all these big names, I don't really see that happening this year. But for whatever reason, I don't know if it's their legacy or whatever, they, they're always in the running for something. Um, so I think we'll see them. And then Miami, I think the expansion team is going to sneak in and get that seventh spot. Um, that's just kind of how I think it's going to shake down. Um, yeah, for the East, it was pretty hard to decide my top seven just because the East is pretty stacked this year. I mean, every team... The, it's so it's like it's so kind of annoying how good it is or <laughs> yeah i mean well, every when i first started following the league it was always the east was trash and the west yeah, was really good it's kind of like it's yeah. kind of flip-flop now yeah. um i'll start at the bottom seventh 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 place if seventh I heaven seventh place <laughs> <laughs> um i have new york red bulls sneaking in for that last spot for playoffs uh sixth place i have uh revs fifth place the revs yeah mm. they actually had pretty good off season and Last and year, last season, I just don't think that their management is good enough to assist them. But we'll see. We'll see what know. happens. Um, anyway, fifth place, Atlanta. I don't think they're going to be the powerhouse team that we've seen them be the past couple years. Um, had a lot of players leave, and really the replacements that came in aren't up to that caliber. Uh, I know the club legend Justin Miram left too. So, jeez. <laughs> Fourth place, uh, DC. I think they've quietly had the best off season aside from the crew and maybe towards the end of last season is just leading up to this season. I think they're, they've built a really quality squad. So I think they're going to be one of the top teams to beat Uh third place Toronto, even though they have had a pretty boring off season, they haven't really done too much. Um, they just have their uh, style of play that has been proven to win second place, New York city FC and in first place. Do you need a drum roll here? Let me I get you a drum roll. Hook me up. First place. Orlando City. <laughs> the Columbus Crew SC. Going to wow. win a goal. V. Wow. Okay, so here's a question. Because what I wanted to do is predict the crew to win everything. That's what I want. Do you really believe that? Or is that just you want to have the shtick of saying, hey, I've predicted the crew to, to top the East? I think. Got him. <laughs> no, I think, honestly, if everything works out to plan... Caleb has put this team together as he wants it. I think we Are do Are you willing have... to say that Caleb is the best coach in crew history? Uh, no, I'm not willing to say that, but I think that he has the potential to be if he can get everything worked oh, I out. I threw by my mouth a little bit. But... I mean, <laughs> that's fine. But, um, yeah, I think we have a quality squad that is capable of winning and uh, taking first place at the East. So I have uh, New York City first. Um I think I just love their style of play. I love the collection of really solid players they have. And, I mean, that stadium they play in just sucks to go in as an opponent. And they're – I mean, they win a lot of games are just by the factor of them being used to it. Um, I have them first. I actually – to preface this, I don't think there's a single dominant team in the East – and I think there's a lot of teams that like are really good, but I do think there is like kind of a top three that kind of separate themselves. So in second place, I have Toronto. Um, I think Pozuelo, I think he's one of the best players in the league. Um, I mean, they just have guys who've been there before guys who have done it. Um, I think they'll be second, third, I have Atlanta. I think they'll kind of drop off a little bit compared to the last few years. I think 
they've lost just a lot. I mean, they've lost a lot. They lost Gonzalez Perez. They lost Parkhurst. They lost Vialba. They lost Gressel. They lost Nagby. Like that's a chunk of their MLS team, but they still have the best striker in the league in Yosef. And um, so I think they'll be third. I have Columbus in fourth. I think, I think the thing for the crew, I think they, I think they could be as high as third. Um, I think they could be as low as not making the playoffs if things if things go wildly wrong. I don't think that'll happen, but I think they could. They'll more than likely be kind of in that four to six, four to seven range. So I'll have them fourth, just being optimistic. Um, and I mean, what we've seen so far. Fifth, I have the Revs. Um, they've really just gone unnoticed the last year with everything they've done. Um, I don't. Is it pronounced Bo? Or boo, Bo. or boo. the strike. Anyways, the Argentine striker from Liga MX played really well when they got him. Um, they have Carlos Heel, who is probably the second or third best number ten in the league. Hopefully, Lucas can you know be better than him or at his level. If he Lovely. if he's at his level, Definitely. that'd be amazing. Um, and then they signed another DP. I forget his name, but I mean, they've definitely you know spent the money now. They're starting to spend the money. They have. Some, they just have some of the best players in the league. I think they'll be fifth. Sixth, I have DC. I love the addition of Gressel. I think he was one of the most underrated players in the league, even playing for a very properly rated Atlanta team. He was kind of one of the guys that went unnoticed. And then Ola Kamara, full season there. Um, he'll get, you know, the 16, 17, 18 goals like, you know, he did when he was here in Columbus. Um, and then seventh, I have Montreal. Um I just really like Henri as a coach there. I've always really liked Montreal as a team. Uh, tight air is up there with Nagby as just one of the best mids in MLS. Um, they signed Bojan, former former Barcelona and Stoke player. Um, he should be interesting. Probably came here a couple years too late, but he, I mean he still is younger than you'd think. But he's uh, very injury prone. But I'm just putting Toronto in seventh because I. I like them a little bit better than Red Bulls in Philadelphia, who I think will also be kind of right there. And even Miami, I think, I think there's just, there's, there's a world in which, you know, some of these teams in the East finish second. And then there's some, they could also finish 12th, I think other than Chicago, Orlando, and maybe Cincinnati. I don't think, I think other than that, all the teams could make the playoffs. Even Cincinnati's made some strong additions this summer. I think they're just, I think they're probably not quite as talented as the, Top ten. They should probably get a head coach though. Yeah, it's a <laughs> and a head coach. Oh, here, hold on. And I got a good one for that. One. <laughs> um, but yeah, the only thing that makes me like Cam was talking about with the parity of the league and the cap and all that stuff, like anything can happen. I mean, Paul Ariola with the ACL injury and not really sure if he's you know going to play again when he's going to play again does make me kind of doubt me having put DC so high. Um, but uh, we shall see what happens. I didn't do a ranking for the West, but I. I don't have it, but I think I'll one just of the, give it I think one of the LA, I think one of the LA. Well, I don't know enough about them, but I think one of the LA teams top. And I, I've heard a lot of talk about the Galaxy are going to be the ones this year, but I still think LAFC comes back at the top this year. Uh, Galaxy, I mean, yeah, they've made some moves, but I, I still don't think that they're going to be kind of that locked in team that they've been known to be the past. I don't know, not even recently, but the past, I don't know, five years maybe. Um, but the number one and two spot, I think it's going to be pretty similar to last year with LAFC in Seattle. They both still have amazing quality squads. Um, really not too many changes from last year from what I've seen. It, it's kind of the same guys that stuck around. Um, but I'm just going to go. I'm not even going to put them in order. I'm just going to give 
my top seven all pretty much equally. Um, but LAFC, Seattle, those are I can't I kind of think that those are the two locked in playoff teams for the West. Um, and then Minnesota, I liked what they did last year. I think they're going to repeat it this year. LA Galaxy, I think they they are going to make playoffs. Probably not a high seed. I would say maybe between fifth and seventh. And then uh, after that, maybe San Jose sneaks in, Vancouver, and then SKC. Is that seven? I think I got to seven. I don't know, but I mean, I'm I don't have I don't have a seven for this. Um, what I will say is I think the West have the two best teams in the league by far. I think like I think Seattle and LAFC are just on another level compared to everyone else in the East and the rest of the teams in the West. Um, I think those will be the two fighting for the supporter shield um, and the crew. So I would have them one, two, in some order. LAFC, Seattle. Not really sure about my three through seven. I honestly haven't paid that much attention to the West. I think SKC will be good as normal. Obviously, they added Polito, who's a, should be a great signing. Your last name is Balboa. They're number <laughs> they're number one. Um, SKC should be good. Minnesota should be good. I think Galaxy are getting massively overrated because of the Chicharito signing. Yeah, I think they have Chicharito, who I think I think he will be one of the best strikers in the league. Don't get me wrong. And then I think, knows Latin. And then I think Pavon will be one of the best swingers. I mean. Chicharito Pavon is, might be the best one-two punch in the league. The well, problem think, is the rest of their roster that, it like, just is yeah. not even playoff caliber. And the difference between the Galaxy and all is that the way it was five, ten years ago was that only the Galaxy was doing these things. Now we've got multiple teams making big right. signings, bringing in good players, and they can't just bring in one star player and dominate anymore. Because even with Latin, they didn't even make the playoffs last year, did they? With, with Latin? They did. I think it. they, they did, did make it last year, but yeah. right, they barely snuck in at the end. Um, like those went down to the last week or two. Yeah. But, um, so, well, yeah, I, I, who didn't make the playoffs? I just think. I mean, I think Chicharito will score over twenty goals. Pavon will be the best swinger in the league. I mean, Jonathan Dos Santos is a good player as well. But um, I mean, the rest of their roster is comparable to Cincinnati and Chicago and Orlando. Like, Boom. I think they'll sneak into the playoffs because of that top-end talent, but they're not going to compete for anything. Yeah, I don't think so either. They can't compete with LAFC, Seattle, even SKC. Good yep. looks there on the on the Loons, though. I forgot about that. Oh, yeah, Minnesota. Yeah. They'll make the playoffs. They're the best jersey, too. So, And I don't I don't and know if we Aaron mentioned Schoenfeld. Portland, but Portland is kind of quietly good Finley also. Sporter. Portland added the other Char brother from uh, Columbia. Yeah. Um, it's pretty good. Um, and, I mean, Diego Valeria, a year older, but you also can't really doubt a team with Diego Valeri. And as much as I am not a fan of him and the way he carries himself on the field. He is a really good player. Basically yeah. ref, basically can constantly talking to the referee. Not a fan of that. Yeah. But, um, I mean, he's one of the best players that's ever played in MLS, and I wouldn't doubt a team that he's on. Yeah, so for me, I think the supporter shield again goes to LAFC. Because I, I also think that they have – they almost have the international mindset where it's almost like that's their goal. And so I think that, that we're going to see them win it again. Because well, it's football. Year it's Bob Bradley and it's football. Yeah. <laughs> it's football. Um, who do you think is Sorry, the, the, Shield. the, that, the that, worst team? Because for me, I think it's pretty straight and obvious for each conference. The worst team in each yeah. Oh, Cincinnati, without a, without a doubt. In I the think East. it's pretty obvious in the East. It's Chicago Fire. I think even Orlando and Cincinnati – Orlando and Cincinnati will at least like challenge some teams. I think Chicago is just dreadful. I, I mean, that they just aren't good. Like, I mean, they 
they you know they have the move they're playing downtown now soldier field new logo trash well, that logo is hideous like, and I, they've, they've talked about how it's close to a gang symbol too so like <laughs> there was talk that they're actually going to change it back because to me i love the fu- the fire logo is one of my favorite logos in the league i yeah. thought it was really really cool because it was unique and it was it actually was something i mean i wasn't a fan of it but it's better than it. the garbage they have now and the yeah. colors were better too they threw um, a little yellow in there yeah so i would have i would have them like by far bottom of the east and the only reason that they're not the worst team in the league is because Nashville exists. Like, and Nashville is going to – they might make Cincinnati look good. I don't know. Like, man, like, they. I mean, they have that one I, – I, his name isn't coming to me. It might even be Mukhtar. But he, anyways, they have their DP they got, I think, from via Germany. <laughs> um, and then, you know, Dax McCarty, David Akam, they just spent big money on Walker Zimmerman. But it's kind of like – just a col- like it's literally just but Zimmerman's like, another one of those. It's one know, of those like MLS players. It's a team. it's like you play MLS or it's yeah. like you play FIFA Ultimate Team and get an MLS pack and you're like, oh, let's go try to yeah. win the league. <laughs> it's it's almost like it, you could. You it's could almost do that, like they built now. their roster making a rule that you had to only use players who played in MLS <laughs> for like the last seven years because it's just a it's just a group of like slightly above average MLS players with no like top end talent and yeah. yeah. And I mean, I think the, also there's also they've got way more important things to focus on than right. on the field. Like keeping that, their team. Like, <laughs> unfortunately, that's kind of just turned into a disaster. Where uh, at least hey, they have a head. Hopefully, it makes that game on the twenty first pretty easy. At least they have a head coach. That's always a plus when you start <laughs> <Yeah>. the season. <laughs> oh, why is there a team that doesn't have a head coach right now? I don't know. I'm just saying that's kind of an important piece. When, uh, when as far as I know, team. too, their highest played player hasn't been arrested either. That's always a plus. Which player? Their highest paid player hasn't oh, been. Oh, the, the one who's oh, yeah, on our team. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, so Supporter Shield, I said LFC. You guys, who do you think is winning Supporter Shield? The crew. Okay. <laughs> um, I'm going to say LFC, LFC gets it by like a point over Seattle. Okay. Yeah, I want so here's the thing with MLS Cup. What I this is what I try to stack it because what I really wanted was I really wanted the crew to play in LAFC so that I can go to LA during November is what I wanted to happen. Um, but I think I uh, I have New York City FC going to LAFC with LAFC winning three one. That's oh, my for MLS Cup. Yeah, that's my MLS Cup prediction. Yeah, I'm gonna say. Oh man, I really want to say Columbus Crew. (laughs) I really want to say we go to Seattle and win. Um, Seattle, oh. Yeah, I think. That'd be a fun trip. I'd go. I think LAFC will win the Shield again. I still like. I don't know. The MLS playoffs are weird. It's kind of like. With L- with a team like LAFC, like a new team, it's kind of like NYCFC or Red Bulls, like teams in the East who are always good in the regular season, but it's kind of like. I just need to see you get there before I can think you can win it. And yeah. I LAFC, you know, I don't know. I'm going to say Seattle make it out of the West. Hmm. And in the East, I'm going to say Toronto. So where are the Seattle, crew going to win? Seattle play? wins 3-1 in <laughs> Let me Seattle. tell you right now. Mark your calendars. Don't make any plans and win this MLS Cup in November. I hate that pick. I just picked Toronto, man. I don't like yeah, that. Yeah, that's pretty gross. That's right. We can NYCFC, Seattle. Seattle beats NYCFC 3-1. Wash your mouth. But uh, are they going to win at Mafre Stadium or are they going somewhere else? Let me tell you. 
You don't have to make any kind of flight arrangements because we're going to win the cup here in Columbus against. Here's a, a hot take. I'd rather win the cup wait. next year in our new stadium than I mean, here. This why year. not both? Hashtag, I want to win the shield. To be honest, shield over cup. Yeah. Well, yeah. Well, here's the thing gonna, about the crew. We're going to do that too. Anyway, <laughs> we're going to be first seed in the East, and okay. we're we're going to host because LAFC is going to be first seed in the West, but they're going to lose to Seattle. So it's going to Seattle's going to have more points. Not, the, okay. not more points in the crew. So here's the thing. Every year <laughs> we've done this, I've predicted the crew are going to win. So I'm trying the opposite tact of not predicting that so that it happens. Yeah, I think Seattle wins the cup over NYC. Lock it in. Vamos crew. All right. Well, on that <laughs> note, let's let's uh, put Conversation 36 to bed. Uh, I've been Todd 33. What about the Landon Donovan? Yeah, I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> I'm too tired. Yeah. <laughs> Nothing else. I, I, I know it's going to. I be really ch- wanted to talk about Carlos Vela again. It's, it's going to be Chicharito. I mean, there's no question that the league is going to give Chicharito that no, award. Uh, what is it that might award? be? It question. might be in his contract. What is that award? What the Landon Donovan? It's the MVP, the MVP. league MVP. Oh, yeah, I don't even know. Yeah. Probably Lucas. Yeah, well, <laughs> probably Milton. <laughs> I mean, the MVP of the greatest team in the league has. Got to be the league MVP, right? Wait, That's do you want to talk about the FC Cincinnati coach? No, I don't. No. Basically, FC Cincinnati is a dumpster fire. End of story. Let's go, Columbus. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, it's, honestly, all the stuff in MLS, like the league is a joke, and I wonder every year more and more why on earth I support a team Still in Still not as much of a joke as UEFA. <laughs> but they're not really a league, technically. They're just an organization like FIFA. Um, anyway. But yeah. Yeah, let's finish it. Yeah, this is done. Yeah. Finish it like that. Yeah, so don't <laughs> forget to use goal. the hashtag AskP4C. Um, and you can find us on all kinds of stuff like the Spotify's and the Apple's and stuff I've never heard of. And the, if you use Android, I really don't know why you're using Android, but if you do, you can listen to us on the Google app. The Google. Um, <laughs> so just, well, it, it, when you click it, it says it only works on Androids. I'm like, okay. Gross. Um, so if you go to anchor.fm slash podcast for Columbus you will find all of the links and all the details that you need to know so that you can keep on listening alright everybody have a great week vamos Columbus <laughs>